Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Terry's Mysterious Moments. This is season six, so sit back and enjoy. Listen to some stories of the weird, of the odd, of the strange and unusual some ghost stories, some cryptid stories, some just strange stuff. Again, welcome to Season 6. Enjoy! Hello, my Mysterians. While this will broadcast during Halloween week, this is not technically a Halloween show. But I hope you enjoy it anyway. Welcome to another episode of Terry's Mysterious Moments with me, your host, Terry from Texas. This episode is going to be about Nazi UFOs. Were Hitler's scientists able to complete work on a UFO or perhaps a small fleet of them before the end of World War II? evidence would seem to support that there were certain successes in this field of endeavor. In the Owl Mountains of southwest Poland, near the city of Roklaw, a massive system of underground tunnels, laboratories, and production facilities were built under the mountains, and many of them were connected to each other. One particular place was known for the building and testing of something called the bell. It was, as the name suggests, a bell-shaped item. Some information seems to indicate that this was not the entire craft, but simply the propulsion unit for what would be a larger craft. It was intended to provide vertical takeoff capabilities. This item has been connected, rightly or wrongly, with the bell or acorn-shaped item which fell to earth on December 9, 1965, outside the town of Kecksburg, Pennsylvania, and which the U.S. military swooped in and spirited away, leaving cautionary warnings that this situation was not to be discussed in any manner from that point on. Of course, that fear of government left Kecksburg pretty much as soon as the military presence did. There were descriptions of the crashed item, variously referred to as a bell or an acorn, which paralleled descriptions of the Nazi-built Bell UFO. Also during World War II, air crews began reporting things that became known as Foo Fighters, Luckily, it's not that silly musician group that has that name now. 
But Foo Fighters were things that appeared to be balls of fire or balls of electricity or perhaps ball lightning. These skyborne critters would reportedly follow, chase, and toy with Allied aircraft, thus were accused of being Nazi or Axis creations meant to interdict the Allied aircraft. There's one problem with this theory, though, that Nazi aircraft saw them and were bedeviled by them, too. And these little critters were also a situation occurring in the Pacific area of operations. While it was known that Germany was sharing technology with Japan, it seems odd that this would be a valid assumption. So it, it must have had something to do with airplanes themselves and natural electricity in the, in the uh, air. Getting back to the German UFOs, some photos of these UFOs seem to show items which echo pictures of UFOs taken later by a man named George Adamski. One of the more famous or infamous photos was of a pith helmet shaped craft with three circular balls underneath the rim which they called landing struts which scientists and other authorities even ufologists have called the egg brooder photo an egg brooder is an incubator for eggs and the three round landing struts were simply GE light bulbs Many authorities within the scientific and ufology communities consider George Adamski to be a fraud, a fake, a hoaxer, and a charlatan. When World War II was over, there was a rush by the various winning nations to acquire former Nazi scientists who had worked on some of these UFOs and other militaristic weapons. One of these scientists was Werner von Braun credited with creating the Nazi terror weapon known as the V-2, or Vengeance 2 rocket, claimed by and brought to the U.S. gratis something called Operation Paperclip. Von Braun was interested in instigating space travel and is said to have opined upon the successful flight of the first V-2 and its landing or crashing in England the rocket worked perfectly except for landing on the wrong planet. Von Braun apparently had his sights set on much higher things than blowing up cities. And he then went on to become the head of the U.S. space program. Why would the Nazis want to create UFO type craft when UFOs weren't really part of the social history yet? Of course, for centuries, if not millennia, airships and other unidentified aerial phenomena, to use recently acceptable terminology, have been witnessed, they've been reported, they've been depicted in art. The German scientists and engineers were so far ahead of the rest of the field, though, they created jet aircraft that worked, uh, although not very well and sometimes not at all and were in the groove for creating human-built UFOs before the closing of the war shut down production. In ufology, conspiracy theory, science fiction, and comic book stories, 
Claims or stories have circulated linking UFOs to Nazi Germany. The German UFO theories describe supposedly successful attempts to develop advanced aircraft or spacecraft prior to and during World War II, further asserting the post-war survival of these craft in secret underground bases in Antarctica, South America, or the United States, along with their creators. According to these theories and fictional stories, various potential code names or subclassifications using a bunch of properly Nazi-sounding nomenclature, which I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce, have all been referenced. Accounts of these aircraft appeared as early as 1950, likely inspired by historical German development of specialized engines such as Victor Schauberger's Repulsine around the time of World War II. Elements of these claims have been incorporated into various works of fiction, as they should, and purportedly into non-fictional media as well, including video games and documentaries, often mixed in with more substantiated information and I'm sure a lot of chronic BS. But I digress. German UFO literature very often conforms largely to documented history on the following points. Number one, Nazi Germany claimed the territory of New Swabia, which begs the question, where's old Swabia? In Antarctica. And they sent an expedition there in 1938 and planned others. Two, Nazi Germany conducted research into advanced propulsion technology, including rocketry, Victor Schauberger's engine research, the Horton Flying Wing aircraft, and the Arthur Sack AS-6 experimental circular winged aircraft. And number three, some UFO sightings during World War II, particularly those known as Foo Fighters, were thought by the Allies to be prototype enemy aircraft. They were supposedly designed to harass and maybe destroy Allied aircraft through electromagnetic disruption, a technology similar to today's electromagnetic pulse weapons. In World War II, the so-called Foo Fighters, a variety of unusual and anomalous aerial phenomena, were witnessed by both Axis and Allied personnel. While some Foo Fighter reports were dismissed as the misperceptions of troops in the heat of combat, others were taken seriously, and leading scientists such as Luis Alvarez began to investigate them. In at least some cases, Allied intelligence and commanders suspected that Foo Fighters reported in the European theater represented advanced German aircraft or weapons, particularly given that Germans had already developed such technological innovations as V-1 and V-2 rockets and the first operational jet-powered fighter planes, the, the ME-262. A minority of Foo Fighters seems to have inflicted damage to Allied aircraft. Similar sentiments regarding German technology resurfaced 
1947 with the first wave of flying saucer reports after Kenneth Arnold's widely reported close encounter with nine crescent-shaped objects moving at a high velocity. Personnel of Project Sign, which was the first U.S. Air Force UFO investigation group, noted the advanced flying wing aeronautical designs of the German Horton brothers were similar to some UFO reports. In 1959, Captain Edward J. Ruppelt, the first head of Project Blue Book, Project Science follow-up investigation, wrote, When World War II ended, the Germans had several radical types of aircraft and guided missiles under development. The majority were in the most preliminary stages, but they were the only known aircraft that could even approach the performance of objects reported by UFO observers. While these early speculations and reports were limited primarily to military personnel, the earliest assertion of German flying saucers in the mass media appears to have been an article which appeared in an Italian newspaper in early 1950. Written by Professore Giuseppe Belluso, an Italian scientist and a former Italian minister of national economy under the Mussolini regime, it claimed that types of flying disks were designed and studied in Germany and Italy as early as 1942. Belluso also expressed the opinion that some great power is launching disks to study them. The Bell UFO hoax from the year 2000 was among the first flying objects to be connected with the Nazis. It apparently had occult markings on it and was also rumored to have been very similar to a Wehrmacht document about a vertical takeoff craft. It is directly related to the previously mentioned supposed crash of a bell-shaped object that occurred in Kecksburg, Pennsylvania in 1965. In the same month of 1965, German engineer Rudolf Schriever gave an interview to German news magazine Der Spiegel in which he claimed that he had designed a craft powered by a circular plane of rotating turbine blades 49 feet in diameter. He said that the project had been developed by him and his team at BMW's Prague Works until April of 1945 when he fled to Czechoslovakia. His designs for the disc and a model were stolen from his workshop in Bremerhaven Lehi in 1948 and he was convinced that Czech agents had built his craft for a foreign power. In a separate interview with Der Spiegel in October of 1952, he said that the plans were stolen from a farm he was hiding in near Reagan in May of 1945. There are other discrepancies between the two interviews that add to the confusion. However, many skeptics have doubted that such a Bell UFO was actually designed or ever built. In 1953, when Avro Canada announced that it was developing the VZ-9AV Avro car, a circular jet aircraft with an estimated speed of 1,500 miles an hour, 
German engineer Georg Klein claimed that such designs had been developed during the Nazi era. Klein identified two types of supposed German flying discs. A non-rotating disc developed at Breslau by V-2 rocket engineer Richard Meith, which was captured by the Soviets while Meith fled to the U.S. via France and ended up working for Avro. A disc developed by Rudolf Schriever and Klaus Habermol at Prague, which consisted of a ring of moving turbine blades around a fixed cockpit. Klein claimed that he had witnessed this craft's first crewed flight, that's C-R-E-W-E-D, it means it was manned, flight on February 14th of 1945, when it managed to climb to 40,700 feet in three minutes and attained a speed of 1,400 miles an hour in level flight. Mythe claimed that he had worked on the V-2 program, but no corroborating evidence exists. Georg Klein claimed the engineer had escaped capture by the Soviets in Breslau by flying out in a Messerschmitt Me-163 Comet, which would have been impossible. There's no evidence that Habermol even existed. Rudolf Schriever claimed that he had worked for Heinkel as a test pilot and engineer between 1940 and 41, but this was never corroborated. In post-war Germany, Schriever drove supply trucks for the U.S. Army, but told newspaper reporters that delegates from foreign powers were constantly making him offers regarding his wartime projects. Aeronautical engineer Roy Fedden remarked that the only craft that could approach the capabilities attributed to flying saucers were those being designed by the Germans towards the end of the war. Fedden, who was also chief of the technical mission to Germany for the Ministry of Aircraft Production, stated in 1945, I have seen enough of their designs and production plans to realize that if they, the Germans, had managed to prolong the war some months longer, we would have been confronted with a set of entirely new and deadly developments in air warfare. Fedden also added that the Germans were working on a number of very unusual aeronautical projects, though he did not elaborate upon his statement. It seems to me that the Nazis were trying to cover their collective Aryan behinds by searching out and researching every scientific, militaristic, governmental, and spiritual way around losing the war. From making overtures of friendship to other countries for alliances, to building more and more outrageous weaponry, to attempting to wipe out various ethnic minorities wholesale, to seeking out various and sundry esoteric religious artifacts, the Nazi leaders tried, they really tried, to become the leaders of the world, if only, only to become the biggest goats. And that's not the greatest of all time theory there the world has ever known, at least until the next group of despots and maniacs reared their sick, inbred heads up and tried for world domination. 
Did the Nazis actually create and fly a form of UFOs? Maybe, maybe not. If we look at the designs that the American-Canadian thing of the Avro car came up with, those things barely got off the ground. So the U.S. pulled out and said, no thanks. Perhaps all the people who know the truth about that such insanity, the UFOs and such, have gone on to discover a much bigger, much truer truth, that evil does not win. Well, that's all for this week, folks. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. Come back again for more Mysterious Moments, and we'll see you then. Signing out from Texas. Have a great week.